gospel message is brought to you by the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Fountain of Love, Aberdeen, UK. Open your heart to receive this life-changing Word of God. Lift up your hands unto the heavens and say, Father, you indeed, you are awesome, you are awesome, you are awesome, you are mighty, you are awesome. Lord, you are awesome. You are awesome. You are awesome in this place. Lord, you are awesome. Oh, who is like unto thee? Father, you are mighty. You are glorious. Lord, you are mighty. Oh, who can be compared to you? From generation to generation, you remain the same. Father, you are awesome. We magnify you. We glorify your holy name. Father, we bow in awe of you. Father, we worship your majesty. your seed hallelujah before you take your seed just lift up your right hand onto the heavens and speak to god and say lord that which is for me let it not be omitted in the course of your word coming to us today that which is for me that which is for me father let it not be omitted let me not miss out of that which you have prepared for me Oh, Father, let me not miss out of it. Your word, your prophecy, whatever you have prepared for me today. Lord, that which you have prepared. I have not come here, Lord, just for nothing. I will not go back empty-handed. Lord, give me that which is mine. Release it to me. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Hallelujah. Please take your seat. Amen. Yeah, so uh, this month is our month. We have not changed month, have we? Yes. The month of uh, divine promotion. Promo- divine promotion. And we're taking, of course, the same text that we read. That God gave for us, gave to us for this month. Psalms forty-one, verse ten. Psalms number forty-one, verse ten. But you, O Lord, be merciful to me and raise me up, that I may repay them. Raise me up, that I may repay them. Hallelujah! And this morning, I, I will just I will want us to pray. I want us to pray. Pray for for this divine promotion. I was looking at it, I saw some of the futures or characteristics of some of those people that have benefited or that were beneficiaries of divine promotion. I saw in them some things that once they go through that, once they've enjoyed that, you see certain trends in them. You see certain things that are obvious. And I want us to pray those things into our lives today. Hallelujah. Are we together? 
Is somebody ready to do that? I want to pray. That which made God to promote David from wilderness, from just, you know, calling him from where he was, watching, you know, taking care of his fathership, to come and just be anointed onto the throne. I want that kind of thing. I want it. That which made, you know, Pharaoh to bring Joseph out of prison, from a prisoner in the dungeon, you know, and then, Announcing him the the, 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 the prime minister. I, I want I want those kind of futures. I want those kind of things. I want them. And that's what I want us to look at today and want us to pray. Pray about them. So that as we 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 progress in this month, God will make himself manifest to us. Hallelujah. So but before we do that, I want us to look at uh, some categories of, of progress or promotion which I, I got from our father in the Lord, Daddy Gio, in one of his teachings about two or three years ago. You know, he spoke about some basic categories of, of progress or promotion. So I picked those categories, and then we'll look at them before we go into these futures that I'm talking about that I brought out from what I saw in the life of people that God has, you know, promoted. And number one thing that Daddy Gio said there is regression. Number one basic category is regression. Regression, that is one forces, forces beyond you progressively push you back. You know, the forces, you want to move forward, but they are pushing you back. You are taking a step forward, they are pushing you back. An example of that is found in Mark chapter five, uh, chapter 5 from verse 25 to 34. The woman with the issue of the blood. You know, she did everything as, as, like, as if she was going to get to, to her healing. She was going to get, she went all around, but forces were pushing her back. Forces were pushing her back. If that, if that is your case this morning, I speak into your situation. I say you will be healed in the name of Jesus. I say receive healing in the name of Jesus. Number two category, repression. Number two category is repression. Repression is forces pushing you down. They try to hold you down. Always saying to you, go back. You want to get up. You want to rise. They are pushing you down. Every time you want to rise, you take step forward, they push you down. Judges chapter 6, you know, from verse 3 to 16. We will not read the passages. We will just be going on because I said I want us to take time to pray. Hallelujah. In Judges chapter 6, from verse 3 to 6, if you read that story, you find the story of the children of Israel. You know, every time they farm, they will labor, suffer, farm, plant the thing, and when it is grown, then the Midianites, the Amalekites, and the people from the east will come and destroy. They lay siege. You will suffer. You will have labored. And then they will just come and destroy. Repression. You want to move, but they are pressing you down. You want to move, but they are pressing you down. Any force pressing you down today, by the power in the house, I speak and nullify that power in the name of Jesus. Repression. The third one is stagnation. Stagnation. When he, he looked at it, when, he, when, when, when I heard that, and I was thinking, stagnation, can stagnation be... A category of progress. Well, yes, it is. Because what happens is that there's no progress at all in the issue of stagnation. There's no progress. You are just stagnant like a pond. And you know the problem with the pond is you see it, it doesn't go dry. It's, it's, it always has the water, isn't it? You go there, it is water. So it's looking like the real thing. But there's no movement. It's just there. Everybody is seeing you. Oh, yeah, this is water. It's good. You know, it can be good. Sometimes it can be bad. Of course, everybody has its mood. But it's just stagnant. No movement. No movement. No progress. In John chapter 5, verse two, from verses two, uh, 2 to 9, 
John chapter 5, verse 2 to 9. The Bible tells of the, of the man at the pool of Bethesda, who for 36 years sat in that place. No movement. He was stagnant. He couldn't get there. There was nobody to always take him there. He didn't have the strength to compete with those that, that wanted to go down there. He was stagnant for until, until help came to him. And the day, you know, the amazing thing about that was when help came to him, the day of his promotion, he did not need to do anything. He didn't even need to move from where he was. The movement that took place from where he was was when he got up and picked up his bed. Hallelujah. Promotion is good. I pray for someone. Wherever you have been stagnated, wherever you have been stagnated, I speak acceleration unto you in that area. In the mighty name of Jesus. Number four, retardation. Retardation. With retardation, there's growth. But the growth is so slow. The growth is so slow. It's just moving as if nothing is happening. The growth is so slow that it's becoming so, you know, it becomes so embarrassing, even to you. You know, you know, you are, you, you, you're seeing progress, but the progress is not the kind of progress because the effort that you're putting, the, th- the time that is taking you to even, and, you know, experience that progress, is, it, it, you know, it's so embarrassing to you. Retardation is so, so little progress, little progress. It can be called a trapped destiny. It can be called trapped destiny. Just like in Genesis chapter 29 from verse 1, reading down, this, Jacob was in Laban's house. Seven years he labored. It's as if he was making progress. Nothing was moving for the first seven years. The, first, this, this, the next seven years, God had to open his eyes to, to show him the puzzle before he understood the whole thing. Because even the wife that he labored for the seven years to marry, he didn't get it at the end of the day. And nothing. You know, retardation. But it looked as if he was making progress. Someone who didn't know will think, ah, see, all these massive cattle and what have you, maybe he owns them. Or maybe he has his percentage in them. Nothing was moving. No much progress. Retardation. Retardation. None of us will be caught up in that in the name of Jesus. Wherever our destinies have been trapped, today the Lord will release you in the name of Jesus. Number five. Normal promotion. Normal promotion. Now, with this kind of promotion, you're making progress. It's steady. The regular, regular thing. Yearly increase. You know, in your place of work. Yearly increase. They'll call you. You sit down. You do all the necessary. And you get that small increase. After five years, you get your due promotion. Four or five years, you move to the next level. It's, it's good. It's normal. But that's not God's plan for us because God says in John chapter 10, verse 10, that he has come to do what? To give us life. What? In abundance. So if God has, has said the life that we're supposed to enjoy is an abundance one, it should not be a normal one, isn't it? Your, your own case should be different. My case will be different. Your own case will be different in the name of Jesus. It, it is that, that, that one that is for all others. You know, it's for all others. That's why I call it the group for all others. The group for all others. You know, we, you, you, you attend an occasion. You go for an occasion. And then they finish. They say, social category of people, social category of people. This is where you have your own refreshment. Social category, social category. This is where your own refreshment takes place. The others stay in the main hall. The others stay here. Hmm your case will be different. 
in the mighty name of Jesus. Number six, assisted promotion. Assisted promotion. This is a case where someone has seen you, is interested in your progress, decides, okay, let's push this one. Let's help this person to move. So the person will assist you, maybe recommend you to the people that are supposed, or just with, by, by the power on that person or the authority or the person's position, pull you up and say, come, I want this person here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And sometimes it takes you there whether you're qualified or not, whether you have the experience or not. When someone wants to assist you, he assists. He just takes you from there. Hallelujah. Takes you there. An example there is uh, in Genesis 27 from verse 4. Isaac wanted to bless his son, Esau, and he spoke to, to Esau. And then uh, his wife, Rebecca, had, and she said, oh, this shouldn't be for this boy. Quickly called Jacob and said, I had your dad saying this, this, this. You just go do it. Before the man went there and did what his father asked him, what has happened? His mother assisted him to get that promotion. Assisted promotion. Assisted. Hallelujah. And then you get there quickly. But the number seven thing is the, the accelerated promotion, which we will from there move into where I said I wanted us to look at. Accelerated promotion. Completely unusual promotion. You are at the bottom today. And then tomorrow, you are at the top. You have been oppressed. You have been pressed down. You've been kept there. And they have said all sorts of things. It's not you. It can't be you. It will never happen to you. They have said all sorts of things. Everybody has. Anytime your case gets there, then it's the case of they can't find the file. Anytime your case. But then when the time for accelerated promotion comes, you just from, they can't find the file. The same people that have been hiding your file. Hallelujah. Are the ones that will be running up and down to make sure that the file beats the deadline. Accelerated promotion. Accelerated promotion. You are here today. By divine providence, you are up here tomorrow. That's accelerated promotion. That one. A lot of times, the man or the human being that is involved in that one does not even have a say. It's until the person has finished doing all that he or she needs to do that he, comes, he or she comes back to her senses and says, what happened? What happened? I was listening to a, listening to a testimony some few weeks back when I was in Nigeria. And a man came and said, for, for years his promotion had been sat upon. Years like that, he couldn't. Nothing happened. And the person sitting up there didn't want to do anything about it. And then a letter came from above and said, take this person away from that office on an assignment. And they brought another person into that office. That person came and wondered why you have been, why that man has been in that place. Approve his promotion. Approve, approve, approve. Took him to where he was supposed to be and above. And then they took him away and brought that person back. That is accelerated divine promotion. People who mocked you before, they will bow before you. When a divine promotion comes, you know, you see people who mocked you, who have said, who have said all sorts of things. That he's from this family. They never do anything. They never go beyond this place. And he's from this tribe. 
He is from this race. He is from that. In 1 Samuel 16, from verse 11 to 13, David was there right at the bottom. They came, the people that were standing, his brothers that were standing there looked more qualified than him. But when all that he had gone through, you know, you know, that wasn't the first time. He went to even give them food. They were telling him all sorts of things. Eh? I said, you, you, this boy, we know you. You have come again. You have come again. And But the day it happened, what happened to all of them? You know, they were all men of war, his brothers. They were soldiers. They stood sentry. They mounted guard of honor until David came from the bush. They, you know what sentry is? If you've been to any military formation, you see people at the quarter guard. As you are entering, you see them at the quarter guard. Any big person is coming. They bang their feet, you know, salute. And there is, they mounted, they stood. It means they couldn't sit down. You have to just be there until that man until that young boy, all of them. And then the boy came, anointed him. Then you imagine what would start happening from that day. Hallelujah. Imagine what would start happening. The younger has become the older. That will be somebody's portion. In the mighty name of Jesus. That happened to Elisha also. Oh, with the prophets. When he was going after, he was, the other prophets were saying, hey, where you, don't you know, don't you know, your prophet is going to, forget it, forget it. Don't you know, this is going to, uh, what kind of thing? And then eventually, the same people wanted to associate with him, isn't it? That is usually, when God decides to lift you, I said, even the people that have mocked you, even the people that have come face to face to you and said to you, why are you wasting your time? They will come and begin to bow at your feet. They will come and begin to bow to you to want to know what is the secret behind that promotion. That will be somebody's portion in the name of Jesus. Health-wise, you know, when you look at accelerated promotion also, health-wise, Mark chapter 2, from verse 1 to 12, it tells us of a story of a man, you know, who couldn't move. Jesus was preaching, and the whole place was filled up. His friends, thank God for his friends. They went, picked him up, came. They couldn't go into the house. Blew off the roof, lowered this man. That same man that, you know, people could not give him way to go in and see Jesus. His friends had to blow off the roof, the roof and lowered him down. When he got his healing, not only did he get his healing, because Jesus Christ said, your sins have, have, are forgiven. The man got up. And it was then people started to, they were amazed and they started to glorify God for this same man that you refused to grant him access. Anywhere you have been denied access, anywhere you have been denied access, anywhere people have looked at you because of your health and deny you access, I speak by the power of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I release you, I say today, from today, people will be amazed. People will see you and will want to associate with you. People will see you and will begin to glorify God because of the wonderful things he has done in your life. In the name of Jesus. Bondage from the forces of darkness. A lot of times you just, you're held bound by bondage, you know, just like that. And then people look at you, they even run from you. People, nobody wants to they say, go near him. Even the money you have, it will disappear in your pocket. You won't know how much. In fact, don't even try doing anything with him. Yeah, because all the people in his village, they, are, they, have, they, are, they are living in his house, but he can't see them. Everything he or she makes, it's like 
everything. Nobody wants to associate with you because of bondage. Bondage that you're going to you know from the forces of darkness. Mark chapter 5, verse 1 to 20. The madman of gathering. You know, that was his situation. Staying there, he was under bondage. But the day he met with our Lord Jesus Christ, the day his promotion came, the people who saw him, the people that he tattooed had seen him and thought nothing can come out of this one. They sat and saw him sitting well, calm, calculated, as if he was not the one. And he, what, what, did he, what did he say? He said, look, is this not this same man that has lived in this place? Is this not this same man? And that same man was the one that, you know, I, I am sure everybody wanted to touch him, see if truly he is the one. I think it was last week or this week, an incident like that happened in, in, you know, in, in Nigeria, in Jaws. A service was going on. A service was going on. And a mad woman was just, I mean, confirmed, according to the testimony, confirmed mad woman, you know, in chains. For some reasons, was running around, around the church. And the power of the Lord drew her into the church. And they were just there, and they saw her run into the church and straight onto the altar and fell at the altar and lifted up her hands. And immediately deliverance came to her. And everybody was shocked because, you know, they were just, look, what is this? You, you, you know the kind of feelings. And that woman got her, her, heal, her healings, got her deliverance. In the evening when she came, she had become a celebrity because everybody wanted to snap with her. Those that were there in the morning session, they saw when she came in as a mad woman. But when she left that place, even her family members that didn't want to associate with her came to service that evening with her. When God is in it, when God is in it, you will become a celebrity. People that didn't want to associate with you will associate with you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Now, let's move on to, to some of those futures that I spoke about. Uh, some of the things that I saw in the lives of the people that have enjoyed a divine promotion, accelerated divine promotion. And the first thing I saw there was the understanding of the prophecy or understanding of the word that was released to them. And I discovered that a lot of times, you know, especially those of us that are within the household of God, especially those of us that most of us that have been there for long, a lot of times when the word comes, when God releases his word from the altar, from his pulpit, a lot of times we just take it, we say, I receive it. We just take it like that. It has become a cliche, I receive it. But whether we receive it and it's just hanging here, or we receive it and put it here, and we get back home and bring it back here and begin to kabash on it and say, Lord, this has to be, or we just, I receive it. Meanwhile, you are saying, I receive it. Then you are looking at the other way it has since passed you. But one thing I saw in them is that the word as they receive it, they had an understanding of it. They had a clear understanding of it. And because they had an understanding of the word, they had an understanding of the word of God that was released. They had an understanding of what the prophet of God was saying to them. Then it helped them. So you see their life, you, you find out that, yes, they had an understanding of it. And that's why Paul prayed to the, for the church in, in, in Ephesus, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18. He said, Lord, that the eyes of their heart, yeah, will be what? Enlightened. Please, can you put it up? Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18. So that we look at some three quick points there. Ephesians 1, 18. 
Ephesians. Okay, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know. You know what? Knowing what? The hope of his calling. And then what will happen to you? The riches of the glory of his inheritance. Now you have to have that understanding. You have to have that understanding so that the eyes of your, you know, the, the eyes of your heart will be what? Enlightened. Light will come into it. Then you may know there is a hope that is there in our own case for this month. What is the hope? divine promotion. Now, if you don't know it, then it will not make sense to you. If you don't know it and if you don't grab it, it will not make sense to you. If you don't even take it, you know, seriously, it will not make any meaning to you. It will not make any sense to you. Last week, last week Sunday, it was last week that we had, out of the people that gave testimony, three job testimonies. Hallelujah. Three job testimonies. Yeah? Now, considering the situation that you will say we are in Aberdeen, and, and, and all of those jobs happen like, like this. Somewhere, even you had a choice out of this three-course meal, which one do you want? Understanding. And when you understand, you know the hope, and when you do know it, then you know the riches of his glorious inheritance for you. It's your inheritance. I pray we will not miss out of it. I pray that we will have a clear understanding of what God is saying to us. And that we will receive it and run with it. In the name of Jesus. Number two thing I saw in their lives is the solving of a puzzle. The solving of a puzzle. I just discovered that in all of the lives of those people, there's a way God just solves one puzzle in their lives. Something that is missing. He uses you. You know, something the society needs, something the nation needs, then he puts it in your own head. He puts it in you. He deposits it in you. And then, and once he has done that, then they come and meet you and say, look, this is our challenge. You say, oh, this one, we will walk it. We will walk it. And then you just come out with it. Like the case of Daniel, in Daniel chapter 2 from verse 26 down, King Nebuchadnezzar called him and said, look, this is it. And he knew, Daniel knew, because he was told quite well, that look, this is the punishment for your inability to decode this whole thing or to interpret this dream. But you see, because God was, God, that was what God wanted to use to promote him. Then the man went, he said to his other colleagues, he said, look, this is the situation, guys, we need to pray. We need to pray now for understanding. And when he came back before the king, God had already given him everything concerning that dream. The full interpretation of that dream. And the man just stood, interpreted the dream. Interpreted it. He just solved the whole thing. A puzzle that had disturbed a nation. A thing that has made, given a king sleepless night. Then, this one person... Number one, he was not a citizen. If you go by all of those things, he was not a citizen of that land. He was a slave boy who was just picked because of his intelligence and his good looks and the rest of it. So he should not even be in the first place. He should not even have some of those honors. And then it happened to him. And when he did it, the king said what? He said, surely this your God is God. 
He is truly a God. This your God is God. And see what happened to him. Daniel was, was promoted to the position of what? You know, when I was looking at that, I read it over again. I thought, ah, is this, is, you know, Daniel was promoted to the position of chief administrator over all the wise men. All those wise men. So I was wondering, were there still wise men left? Because they couldn't interpret the dream. And the punishment was that they were going to die. But all the same, he was. And then look at Daniel. When, when, the, when the king, you know, announced him, said, said, said to him, look, this is what we'll do, to all the gifts and what have you. He said, you will be the chief administrator here. You will be in charge of this before. Ah, Daniel asked, ah, 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 what about these people? He remembered that it was not only him that prayed. All of them prayed. You know, sometimes when our own promotion comes, we forget the people that labored it with us. Eh? Daniel did not forget them. He said, ah, ah, these three people. Because the Bible said, and Daniel petitioned the king. Because, and then they too were promoted. And immediately they were made the parliament of Babylon. Because the Bible said they, he, he, they, he made them in charge of the affairs. So they were the parliament. They sit and decide what needed to be done. Solving the puzzles. When God comes in to promote you, I discover he, solves, he uses you to solve one puzzle that will launch you from that bottom place to up there. May that be somebody's portion in the name of Jesus. God will catapult you. God will just put in you the solution, that solution concerning your company, that solution concerning that thing that will catapult you to the top in the name of Jesus. Number three, possession. Number three, possession. I discovered that a lot of them, they have to possess it. They, they take it. They go for it. They, once the opportunity, they don't leave the opportunity. They don't, they don't even leave it. If it comes, they take it. David went there. He saw an opportunity to get there. He took it straight. He didn't wait and say, say look, look, look. What, is going to, what will be given to the person who will deal with this man? He did not look at his size. He didn't look at who. No, he, was, he saw opportunity. He went for it. All of them will go to possess it. In Obadiah chapter 1, Verse, uh, over there, Obadiah is just one uh, chapter anyway. Verse 17, Obadiah. If we can get that, please. It says, But on Mount Zion there shall be deliverance, and there shall be holiness. Look at the B part. It says, The house of Jacob shall do what? Possess their possession. Possess their possession. They know. Look, even in the case of Daniel, they knew very well that naturally we should not be slaves. But for some things beyond our own control or due to some things that have brought us this way, we cannot continue to mourn and say, look, this is my place. Because that's, that's what happened to a lot of us. We find ourselves in that place. We begin to mourn. Oh, can't you see? Oh, this one, my wall has finished. The roof has cracked on me. This one, the wall is falling. Everybody has been abandoned here. Possession. They went, they possessed. When, and all of them, in the process of possessing, the Lord restored. There's restoration. He restores it to you. Everything that is yours will be restored to you. And then God's great and precious promises of the kingdom is fulfilled in your life by, 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 by the power of possession. Because you go and take, you don't take what is not yours, you take what is just yours. Possession. I think we need to move fast now so that we can pray. And number four, restoration. 
Number four, restoration. You know, God is a perfect restorer. He does not know loss and cannot experience defeat. And he will never allow the enemy to have the final say. And I discovered that in the life of those people that have experienced, you know, divine acceleration, divine promotion, that was always there. God did not leave them. He restored. He will always, you know, he, he is always committed to righting the wrong, you know, to the right thing. Righting your wrong to the right thing. He's always committed to that. God is always committed to that. He has the capacity to destabilize any system or institution, any system or institution in order to establish his people and restore his people to his purpose and to, uh, to his purpose and his purpose to his people. No matter the situation, you just find out that he just, he, he comes, he, he looks at you. No matter what, the devil will do it, do it, he keep it there, keep it there. Sometimes it's savings for you. Because by the time God restores it, one thing I've noticed as well is that God does not restore to you back just that thing that was taken away from you. It's usually greater. God usually gives you greater. He usually gives you more than what you have lost. And when you look at the life of these people, it's the same thing. You will think, oh, Joseph went through all of this for how many years? Now check it. You, it's, will it be easy for you as a slave boy and as a servant in somebody's house Tomorrow to just wake up and be a, a, a prime minister. It's not easy. It's only by divine promotion. And God just restores. Restores. God restores both his people and his plan to a better condition any time than what they were previously. He always gives you something better. In John chapter 2 verse 10, John chapter 2 verse 10, if you read the story in John chapter 2, that was when Jesus turned uh, water to wine. They had taken all the wine, isn't it? For them, they had taken the best. They were still, they were waiting for, when the wine finished, what they were waiting for was not even another good wine because that was never the, 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 the system. But the one that came, when Jesus filled the pot for them again, the Bible says you have kept the good wine, the good wine until now, until now. Look at the story of Samson. Despite all that he did, you know, the number of people Samson deleted on his last day were more than the ones that he deleted in the beginning. All of them killed altogether up to that last time that he killed the Philistines. They were greater than the God. That last time that he cried to God, God just did. Look at the story of Moses. I was saying it today, you know, at the workers' meeting. I said, Moses went first. He wanted to deliver the children of Israel by himself. Went, killed the first person, buried the person. And he wanted to do it again. And then I was wondering, because the thing that was going on in my head is, okay, he wanted to do it. How many of them would he have killed? Where would he have gotten the place to bury all of them? But he, he wanted to do And because of that, he ran away. He wanted to do it on his own. But when God came to say to him, look, look, uh, look I'm going to, we're going to do this thing, but we'll do it together. Eh? All the firstborn. Forget about the, the, the people that probably would have died as a result of the, the, the blood, the, the water that was blood, the flies, the frogs, and the rest of them. But what about the firstborns? And they just woke up, all the firstborns, they've gone. And then, as if that was not enough, God, as he was going, you know, he got to the Red Sea. What happened? God said, you were looking, you were thinking you could bury these people individually on your own. 
let me show you how to do it. He invited all of them to start chasing him. They followed him, and God allowed him to pass through. And when he had done that, he buried those people for him without him needing to spend his energy digging. At the end of the day, when God is true, when God is true with you, when God is true with doing what he needs to do in you, restoring you, eh? the enemy will have nothing to gain, and you will have nothing to lose, but you would have gained in the mighty name of Jesus. Settlement, quickly. Another thing I saw in the life of people that have enjoyed divine promotion is settlement. God just settles them. You find out that in their lives, after all they have gone through, after all the turmoil, after all the flood, the rest of it, God just settles them. Just keeps them there. Like we, read, like we mentioned of Daniel and uh, his other brethren. God just settled them, isn't it? After all that has happened, he settled them, promoted them, put them up here, here, here. Everyone had his own position. Settled them. So there's always a settlement. God will settle you. God will settle you this month. God will settle you this month in the mighty name of Jesus. And the last thing there that I, that I saw in the life of these people, one of the characteristics of uh, divine promotion is rest. The rest. Genesis chapter 8, verse 1 to 4. You just discover God gives them rest because when he has settled you, the next thing is he makes sure you are there, you are, you are addressed. No, no trouble from anywhere, left, right, center, you are there. Rest. Genesis chapter 8, yeah, verse 1 to 4. It says, Then God remembered Noah and every living thing and all the animals that were with him in the ark. And God made a wind to pass over the earth and the water subsided. The fountains of the deep and the windows of heaven were also stopped. And the rain from heaven was restrained. And the waters receded continually from the earth. And at the end of the 150 days, the waters decreased. Then the ark rested. The ark rested in the seventh month, the seventeenth day of the month, on the mountains of Ararat. Hallelujah. There's always a rest at the end of the day. At the end of that flood, there will always be a rest. Even if it's, you know, one thing I found, you know, so at, at first it was disturbing about this uh, the story of uh, you know, uh, Noah in Genesis chapter 8, was the fact that it was God that withdrew the flood. It means that there are some things that you could be going through that you need to check, you need to ask, you need to go back and check, check yourself. This morning we're praying, saying, Lord, check me. Help me to check myself inside, isn't it? That you need to go back to check because it is not all of those things that could be from the enemy. This one, it was God that we drew it. He knew something about it. But another translation says, he, you know, the heavens closed and the rain stopped. Now, the heavens, God stopped it. There are some things in our lives that we may, need, may, may be the ones to check and ask God, God, is this from you? Please show me mercy. If it's from you. Because you know you can't fight God. You can fight the devil or you can fight him. And God will fight for you. Fight with you and fight for you. But you want to fight God. You want to fight God. But the important thing there for us to note is that at the end of the day, God granted them rest. 
God said, rest. Rest from this storm. Rest from this restriction. You know, it's not easy to be in that, that, that ark for all those number of days. Rest from it. Rest, rest. God God is saying to someone, relax. I will steal the storm for you. I will take away the flood. I will take away that darkness. I will take away the restriction. I will take that bondage away from you. Just relax. Just relax. Just relax. Just relax. Relax. And those are the things that I want us to pray about. I want us to pray. I don't know which one it is that you think, ah, look, maybe I have this one. This one has manifested. This one has, man- but this one is yet to come. That's the one that I went, I checked the lives of these people. I checked and I saw that, look, in all of it, this way the things are God. And I said, Lord, please, oh, give me understanding of the word. If I don't understand it the way you want me to. Right up to saying, Lord, give me rest. After this month that you have said is my month of divine promotion, let me not be going through and just give me rest. Settle me up there. Remember, he did not settle these people. He didn't give them rest down there again. He gave them rest at what? On the mountains. He gave them rest. He gave him rest up there. Lord, give me rest up there. Give me rest at the top. Father, give me rest at the top. That is what I want. That is what I want. God, give me rest at the top. In the name of Jesus. I believe there's someone here today who maybe is desiring all of these ones. If you are that person, just rise up with me. If you are that person who is desiring all, any of these ones, any of these characters today, just rise up with me. Just rise up with me and we'll begin to pray. We have about 15 minutes that we need to pray. So, like I said, I wanted us to pray 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes. So, we will pray. And we will pray. We will pray that the Lord will open the heavens upon us. That the Lord will open the heavens upon us. So that all of this, our lives will be characterized by all of this. In the mighty name of Jesus. Papa, open the heavens. Papa, open the heavens.
Blot it out and enlighten my heart today. In the name of Jesus, lift up your voices and pray. Anything that will cause your heart to be in darkness, Father, blot it out. Anything, oh God, whatever it is, oh God, Father, that has left me in darkness, whatever will cause my heart to be in darkness, today, Lord, blot it out and enlighten my heart. Enlighten it, oh God. Let your light come upon my heart that I will see your promises for me. That I will see your hope for me. Lord, enlighten my heart today. Enlighten it, oh God. Enlighten my heart. Enlighten my heart, oh God. Blot out every darkness, oh God. Blot out every darkness, oh God. And enlighten my heart, oh God. Blot out every darkness, Lord. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. You're going to lift up, lift up your hands and say, Father, according to your word, which says, Upon this mountain, there shall be deliverance, and your people shall possess their possession. Father, everything that is mine, I command it to comfort now. Comfort now. My possession, comfort now. Everything that is mine, I possess it now. I receive it. Now. Come to me. Comfort now. Comfort, 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 comfort. Father, I possess my possession. I possess everything that is mine. I possess everything that, Lord, you have released to me. Oh, Lord, I command it to comfort now. I command it to comfort. I command what is mine to come into my heart. What is mine? Come into my hands. Come into my house today. Come into my house. Come into my hands. In the name of Jesus. Lebro soko to libra haka talimaka. Mazono libre egere boska. Praye vigare boso to libra higa bosanta la praye. Meze ketetetete libra ha. Reposko to libra ya. Oh, I command you to come. Comfort now. Comfort. 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 Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. We're going to pray. We're going to cry unto him and say, Father, make me a solution provider to my generation. 
in the name of Jesus. Let us pray. Let us pray. Father, make me a solution provider to my generation. A solution provider, oh God, to my nation. A solution provider. Oh Lord, that will lift me up, oh God, unto that place you want me to be. Make me, oh God, make me, oh God. Father, fix every person that needs to be placed in my life. That I will be a solution provider. Lord, make me a solution provider. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Want to pray, Father? Shake the heaven, shake the earth, shake the sea and the dry land to bring all that is mine to me today. In the name of Jesus, Father, shake the heavens, shake the earth, shake the sea, shake the dry land. Lord, let them release all that is mine to me today. Father, shake it. Let there be a shaking to release my silver and my gold. Let there be a shaking to release my, my pounds to me. Let there be a shaking to release all the dollars that are meant to come to me. Let there be a shaking, oh God, to, for, for the lifting of my spiritual life, oh God. Let there be a shaking. Shake, oh God. Shake the heavens, oh God. Shake the earth, oh God. Shake the sea, shake the dry land. Let them release all that is mine to me. Oh Lord, let them release all that is mine to me. Shake, oh God, shake, shake, shake. Oh, let there be a release, oh God, let there be a release. All that is mine, oh God. My children that are meant to come to me. Father, shake the heavens, let them come. My healings, oh God, shake the heavens to come to me. Oh Lord, my promotion, shake the heavens, oh God. Lord, my advancement, oh Lord, shake, shake, shake. Break it, Telebro, Santa La Rose, Telebraya. In Bregedebos, Raprondo Librosica, Pasanta La Rose. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. We're going to lift up our right hands again and say, Father, settle me where I am meant to be according to your purpose. Settle me, O oh Lord, where I'm meant to be. I'm not meant to be where I am. Father, settle me where I'm meant to be. Settle me, settle me there. Lord, where I am, I'm not okay with it. Lord, where I am is not where you have purpose for me to be. Settle me, O oh Lord, settle me where I'm meant to be. Settle me, O oh Lord, settle me up there. Settle me where I'm meant to be, O oh Lord. Settle me, settle me. Lord, settle me. Settle me according to your purpose for me. Settle me according to your purpose. Lord, settle me. Settle me up there. Settle me according to your purpose. Lord, settle my family. Settle my children. Settle my generation. Settle, oh God. Settle my lineage. Settle, settle them, oh God. Settle me, oh Lord. Settle me with a settlement, oh God, that the generation after me, Lord, will be, will be, will be beneficiaries of it. Settle me, oh God. Settle me. Oh, Father, settle me. Manda kutazikatiye. Rebrosu kutule brazagada la brasatala re. Mariana 
Arianda la brusente libra capayanda la bouche. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. And the last prayer, we're going to pray. Father, give me rest. It's, it's as simple as, Father, just give me rest. Father, give me rest. All around me, rest. Give me rest. Give me rest from floods. Give me rest from every storm. Give me rest, oh God. Give me rest. Give me rest. Give me rest. Father, give me rest. Lord, give me rest. Give me rest. Lord, give me rest. Give me rest. Lord, not where I am. Give me rest at the top. Lord, take me to the top and give me rest. Give me rest up there. Give me rest. Give me rest. Break it a posoto libra capaya. Embraka da bo santa la broseke te libra ya. Ebrege de bo santa libra husatika imala. Mandala broseke te libra. Ebruziga yandala was la broko se te libra. Hebra santa libra ye. Maronda la brose te libra ka. Praya gare. Rega da bo santa libra hata la roske. Mazoko to libra ye kata la broska. Rabrende le reke te libro soto libra hakata ye. Reka tuka santa lima santa libra ye gire. Prayaga da bo soto libra yiga bosa. Embre de le bos. La prende le ra santa la roske te libra ya gara. Mayanda la brose te libra ya. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And the Lord is saying this afternoon that destinies have been transformed. That destinies have been redirected. Father, thank you. Lord, thank you. Just lift up your hands and appreciate God. Just appreciate Him. Thank you. Father, we thank you. For more information on what you've heard, please visit our website at www.fountainoflove.org.uk. You'll also find other media presentations available to you. Stay blessed in Christ Jesus. Amen.